in New Orleans. They pulled the rising sun. And it's been the ruin of many a poor boy. And God, I know I'm one.
but I just uh, I want this to be a hub of mature players, and you know I don't mean mature uh, that you everyone here in this fleet has you know uh, AARP cards, you know get a special discount at the movie theater. No, you know that's not it at all. I'm I'm 26. Uh, you know, I, I joke around that I'm getting old, but, you know, someone, some people in this fleet would slap me silly if I said I was old. You know, it, it's, it's all about, you know, a certain maturity level. Uh, the casual part, well, that's pretty much self-explanatory. The casual part is we are casual gamers. That doesn't discriminate against hardcore players at all. You know, it's, it's great. Uh, there are plenty of fleets out there for you guys. Uh, Second Fleet is one of them. I know I mention them so much, uh, people must think I use them as a pinata. I really don't mean to. They're just, you know, the best example. I I see many great things uh, coming from Second Fleet. I think they'll be probably the best and biggest fleet in STO when it starts. They just have that type of system. And that's not to say we don't accept hardcore players. We're definitely open to anyone. I think that's the name of the game with our fleet. But don't be surprised if me and the other fleet members just aren't there, you know, level-wise, uh, because we go things a bit about a little slower. You know, I, I can't speak for everyone in this fleet, but I, I think I've gotten the general gist of how everyone is so far, and basically we will probably take it a little slower than other people. We'll take it in spurts. Uh, you know, we still grind. We're still normal, I guess, the normal MMORPG player, but, you know, we're, we're not there just to rush to the highest level and to get the fastest thing or, you know, get the biggest ship. We're there to enjoy ourselves. We're there to take it slow, um, you know, not put pressure on anything, uh, and that leads me to another point uh, that I just thought of. We do not have a ranking system as of yet. We probably won't. I know we've discussed sort of, uh, some kind of structure, which is fine. Structures are good. Structures help us uh, organize. Organization is always uh, a good thing. But I want to make it very clear. There will never be anybody ordering anybody else around. Um, the The only rare exception is PvP. In PvP, uh, I've been thinking about this, I think uh, when we do... And this goes to current fleet members as well. Uh, tell me what you think, by the way. Uh, I think what we'll do is we'll just uh, we'll have a different leader in every PvP event that we do. We'll just uh, rotate. Uh, I think that's the best way possible. Uh, I think that whoever is the leader on the specific event uh, will do the strategy because uh, I think just uh, operations-wise, when you're in a uh, heated battle, uh, when you need minute-by-minute you know, or second-by-second second changes, uh, one voice uh, needs to lead. You can't have, you know, ten people suggesting what to do, you know, and just kind of uh, going from there. Like, uh, it can't be, uh, you know, basically from a TNG episode when they're in a battle and Picard takes ten minutes to launch a photon torpedo and then he has to assess the damage from that and wait another ten minutes and, you know, Riker's just sitting there it's like, uh, can I at least go get some action with some double girls while you're trying to kill this Klingon or whatever? You know. Um, but back to the point. So, um, this fleet is basically for everyone, but not everyone will want to be in this fleet. I guess that's kind of a weird way of putting it. I don't know if I could have thought of something better. Uh, basically, if you're in this fleet, you're going to hear me talk about Rush, or Huey Lewis, or Duran Duran. Uh, you're going to hear other player 
players in this fleet. Um, you know, just chill out. That's the only thing. We're just going to chill. Uh, chill our way through the game. Enjoy ourselves. And uh, enjoy the community. So uh, that's basically it. Now, as for our mandate. Our mandate is pretty simple. We are called Knights Templar. Uh, I will admit to everyone, I chose this name because it's sexy. It sounds super duper sexy. You know, you, you can't deny that. It exudes sex appeal, honestly. Come on, Knights Templar? That's pretty badass, you have to admit. Now, the second reason is, I like the story behind them. Uh, if you Wikipedia them, I actually have a link to the wiki page on these, uh, on these guys, on these knights. Uh, they were the ones who protected travelers, uh, the weak and the poor. And uh, there, of course, is an intricate backstory, but I'll let you guys read that. But that is the mandate for this fleet. We are the ones who will protect, uh, well, in this case, escort, you know, science vessels or, you know, uh, any players who are, uh, need help. I'm not sure on the dynamics of the game. Nobody's really sure on the dynamics of the game, but wherever uh, our mandate fits, uh, that's where we're going to uh, do it. So, uh, let's see. Also, you guys will notice if you do any research on the Knights Templar that it is, you know, it's a religious-based, uh, you know, historic thing. Uh, I want to stress this a lot. This fleet is very anti-religious, anti-religion. Uh, and I don't mean that in the way you think it does, probably. Uh, we are not against religion. That is not what I'm saying. I want to be anti-religion because religion belongs in nowhere near an MMORPG, nowhere near Star Trek, nowhere near uh, gaming. Uh, this isn't a place uh, for religion. Uh, I definitely respect everyone else's view. I'm agnostic, personally, which, uh, you know, is very open. At least I hope you guys think that, but uh, I just want to make sure that there will always be respect for anybody's opinion, and this is not theology uh, session. Uh, and I know... I'm only saying this, you know, not to accuse or anything, but, you know, when, when you say Knights Templar, you know, people who are in the know, know-how, will, you know, mention, hey, you know, they have a history with Christianism, uh, with the Crusades, with the, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I just want to make sure people note that we are not, you know, affiliated with any religion, nor do we promote any of that. Um, other than that, I think that pretty much takes care of our, uh, fleet. Uh, a couple small things I just thought of, actually. Um, uh, one of our members, I forget who now, I apologize, uh, since I can't remember, but someone brought up a great point, uh, question. Oh, it was Coco. Coco, uh, gave me a question before he joined the fleet a couple weeks ago, asking me what my views on alternative characters are. Now, obviously, this MMORPG, uh, unless lightning strikes the developers, will allow you a couple multiple accounts. Uh, even if they don't, on the small chance they don't allow you to have another character on the same account, I'm sure there'll be many people who buy two accounts. You know, it happens. Um, he asked me, basically, are we... Uh, how we can constrained with our other characters? Are we allowed to take our other characters and join other fleets or you know, go to the other faction, be clean on, you know, and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, we would not be the type of fleet we are if I actually imposed something like that. That's ridiculous. Uh, I insist that you guys explore the world, you know, join other fleets uh, with your other characters. Uh, 
you know, go be Klingon for half the day, you know, I really could care less. Uh, you know, you're paying money for this game, it's, you play it the way you want to, uh, you know, and I'll let you decide what you want to do with that, um, and for everyone out there who wants to put their alternative character in our fleet, that's fine too, that's allowed. Now, on the other hand, you, you're going to have to check with the other fleets and see if that's allowed uh, uh, with them. You know, that's all on you. So, uh, beyond that. Um, also, a big thing that we've been talking about, the discussion going on at the KT uh, forums, is the fleet limit. Uh, we've been discussing what to do with that. As of now, um, I've come to the conclusion... Uh, well, I shouldn't say I. We've come to the conclusion that we will not have a limit, uh, we're just going to wait and see, we're going to do that approach and uh, get more information hopefully on the game and see what sizes are applicable, uh, what things we can do with uh, the size of the fleet, uh, that type of thing, I, I think it's the most rational decision. So uh, that's about it, so for anyone uh, who wants to join our fleet, who wants to know more, please, uh, you know, I'm everywhere on the forums. Uh, I'm, you can visit our website at, uh, pages.easternliving.net slash KT, uh, that's no www, I know it's kind of goofy, uh, like I say on the website, it's actually, uh, easternliving.net uh, is my business website that I'm working on right now, it isn't up and running yet, but, you know, I already have hosting there, so I just put my, uh, the KT, uh, site there, um, I know it sounds kind of ghetto, but, you know, if you knew me in real life, you would know that it definitely fits me, so, <laughs> you know, and, um, so yeah, ask me any questions, if you have any concerns, let me know, uh, just the usual, contact me, uh, you know, hopefully you're interested in this fleet, hopefully, uh, you'll enjoy the community, and hopefully, I can vouch for everyone in this fleet so far that we are one awesome, welcoming bunch, and might I say that all of us exude sexiness, uh, just as much as uh, anything else. Alright, so uh, let's move on to topic two. Okay, so the second topic I know you guys have been waiting for um, is a little mo bit more on the Game Informer article. Um, there are a couple more things that I f didn't get to yesterday just because I was, you know, uh, running off the chain. You know, it was uh, peanut butter jelly time or something, so I skipped a lot of stuff. I was winging it, and... Uh, Honestly, I wing everything in life, so pretty much yesterday was my style. Today, for you guys, I've pinpointed my vision a little bit more clearer. So there were about four things, five things that, you know, I'll tackle here that was in the article. Um, first of all, the article opened up, and I'm not sure how many of you wear this, but uh, many people on the STO forums have been talking about, oh, when is it going to get released? Uh, we've been getting a post about that you know, almost every single day on the STO forums. It's kind of funny now. I just uh, reply to them with a smile and an ack, you know, something like that. It's just, you know, a good punchline at this moment that's going to turn really tiresome in a couple months. But, you know, whatever. There's always going to be the new person out there who just wants to take the time to type in the form and can't just read the fact. But, you know, that, that's a whole other thing. So, um... It came to much of, from the people who read the article, you know, from what I've read on the different forums, uh, people were surprised that they listed as a release date fall 2009. Now, obviously, nothing is set in stone with video games, you know, uh, if 
uh, <laughs> you know, uh, people have been waiting for Duke Nukem forever for like what ten years? I mean, uh, every three years they seem to delay it a decade. You know, so obviously uh, nothing ever goes as planned, uh, even in the best cases. So, but you know, this I've been thinking this might actually be close. You know, I think there are a couple things that might make this possible for the fall 2009 release. Number one, uh, which is touched upon in the article, uh, Cryptic already has an engine for this game. They're using uh, the Champions Online engine, which is fine. You know, gives them a nice shortcut. It doesn't seem to be that bad of an engine. It looks actually kind of cool. Though I'm not interested in playing Champions, it's not really my cup of tea. But uh, because of that, uh, it states in the article that they already have a huge number of art assets in place. And mind you, this is uh, an article written only after two weeks that they have acquired the license. So that's two weeks before uh, October, which is when the article is published. So it's been about, wow, three months since this article was written. I mean, imagine... Uh, you know, just do multiplication on how much you think they have done, you know, and just uh, kind of come up with your own conclusions, but they have the art assets in place, space combat was up and working, and whole planets and the ability to run through them were on display. Also, the extensive race and character creator uh, were, were working, uh, were up and running. Also, the system that they have to randomly create worlds and races on the fly uh, to create the continuing growing universe, that's in place as well. So it sounds like they have really the heavy stuff in there. And so, you know, the fall 2009, I think I think they might be close. Uh, the second reason why I think they might hit that is because, if you guys had noticed, the new Star Trek reboot comes out in the summer next year, right? The summer. And so what that means is basically that... Well, it's not just in the summer. It's the first movie of the summer. It's in what was the Iron Man slot last year, which basically, you know, uh, is a good money slot. No matter if you got action, you're going to get $150 million because it's the first movie this summer. Uh, even if it's crap. You know, Iron Man wasn't crap, but it was your average comic book movie. And uh, it got great reviews. Everyone's just itching for good movies at that point, you know, because there's nothing during the spring. You just got all your, you know, whatever. Um... So, if it gets released there, just look at when Iron Man was released this year. I think it was released, like, what, a month ago? Uh, which would be the fall. So, I think when you do a double release, you know, obviously when they do these, uh, like, uh, when Jet Li movies come out, you know, the new mo- the, his newest movie comes out, you know, on DVD, they always uh, do re-releases of his old Hong Kong, you know, uh, Chinese movies, you know. So... I think it's going to work like that. I think they're really aiming for that date uh, wholeheartedly to try to couple their release with the Star Trek movie Blu-ray, DVD, you know, what have you, uh, next fall. So, um, let's see what's next in this article. Um, I don't know if you guys much know, but they have enough confidence, it's stated here, that they will be releasing on that date uh, on PCs and consoles. Uh, now, a lot of people have been talking about, well, which console, PS3 or Xbox? Uh, people mostly say Xbox, you know, from what I've read. Just because, uh, what's their only reason? Because Champions is coming out on Xbox. It's There's already a working relationship there. So, uh, I'm not sure 
it's not stated here, and I'm not sure how it works. Uh, I don't own a platform system. Uh, the last system I owned was, God, what was it? Um, wow. <laughs> I think it was like a Super Nintendo, honestly. Uh, I think even when I had my Super Nintendo, I rebought a regular Nintendo after that. Uh, because, I mean, come on. Excite Bike, Tecmo Super Bowl, you, you know what's up. Come on. Um, but with, uh, I think they're still negotiating, they said something about negotiating with, uh, PS3, like how they want to go, get into the, um, MMORPG world, um, but Xbox, I think, is pretty much a given, and I'm wondering, uh, just how, like, uh, if, if I have an account on the PC version of STO, you know, will I still be able to access it on Xbox? I personally don't see why I couldn't, but I, I just don't know how these cross-sections work. I'll just let you guys uh, tell me what's up with that on the forums. I'm sure you guys are a little bit more knowledgeable with that stuff. Um, yeah, sorry. I just, I, you know, I play the Xbox and PS whatever uh, when I'm at friends' places. You know, I just never got into them to buy enough. I just, you know, because I play computer games. You know, I I play Civilization. You know, I play SimCity. You know, what it, the computer has what I need. You know, that's basically it. So, um, the next thing on the Game Informer article was, um, oh, uh, I wanted to touch a little more on the ship crew for you guys. I know I kind of blistered by it yesterday, but, um, what they state here is, uh, below the bridge officers, uh, which are your pets, uh, sit the rest of your general crew, unnamed but still essential. They offer passive bonuses to your ship as you play. For instance... A good repair team is a necessity if you're planning extensive trips to the dangerous neutral zone. These characters can die, and once severely depleted, your ship will be in a starry state. You'll need to return to a starbase or find a friendly planet and hope more recruits are willing to join you. So, uh, you know, I know there's this huge argument that's been going on since day one on the forum about NPC bridge crew versus PC bridge crew, which is, I just find it so ridiculous there's still a conversation about this, not for the mere fact that it's already been decided on how they're, how cryptic is going to go with this, but how people can rationalize how you can make it fun for a person to do a planet scan, you know, I mean... Uh, Jack Emeritt, who, you know, is the creative director for this game, who's done countless interviews, is correct when he says, listen, from a rational standpoint, it is hard for us to make it fun for a person, for every single station, to make it fun to play this game. And, honestly, Perpetual, people say, oh, Perpetual is going to do it, you know, uh, why don't you just do it how they were going to do it? Honestly, to, I don't think Perpetual had a strong set of footing on that issue. But, um, I only touch on that because when I think of crew, I want to talk about the whole entire crew of how it works in this game. On this aspect, I think it's pretty nifty. You know, I think it, the red shirts, as I called them yesterday, I think all of us uh, know who and what, why they're called red shirts. I think, uh, it's true. I mean, if you're the captain of your ship, yeah, you, you know these guys, kind of. You know, you know the general... Uh, idea of what and who they are, you know, but they are basically a resource when you think about it, you know, uh, when it comes down to brass tacks, uh, I think uh, it's a good move, you know, because uh, 
you know, some things you just have to dumb down. And in this section, you got your NPC pets, that should be enough, uh, for your in-depth control of people around you. Uh, other than that, um, let's see, a couple small things, um, we all know, basically, ship battles slow, planet battles fast, you know, that caveman thing, um, really quick, my opinion on that, fantastic, uh, I know a lot of people are, are bitching and moaning about, oh, you know, planet battles fast, that's not the RPG sense, or ship battles slow, that's not fun, you know, you know, what a bunch of crock, uh, Honestly, you're getting best of both worlds. I don't know how you can complain about one and complain about the other and think you're not, you know, it's always better to get two. I think both styles of play will keep things interesting, surprisingly, you know, an interesting MMORPG. Imagine that. Um, I think uh, beyond that, the only thing that the magazine hasn't answered and which I don't think the devs have touched on with a 10-foot pole is the crafting system. Uh... I myself have never been interested in crafting. I think it's boring. I think it's ridiculous uh, how I myself, I don't want to, you know, uh, hurt any feelings of crafters. I, I just can't do it. I really don't deal with it. But for all the crafters, let me just say this. You guys are the cream of the crop, let me tell you. This is why. Because that is the true grind of the game. You're sitting there and just making stuff. You're not even exploring. You're not doing stuff. Like in Star Wars Galaxies, uh, I had crafter friends who would just uh, sit in their home all day in the game, in their in-home game, and just make stuff. You know, they wouldn't uh, go out into the world. They would just do email and craft stuff. And they would make money doing that. And Hey, that's awesome. I wish I had the skill level and the patience to do that. I, I don't, you know. And going back to that, I think, you know, I'm not worried. I'm never worried about stuff like this because, you know, it happens, whatever happens, happens. You know, it's the way of the world. But I do find it kind of strange uh, that I even looked on the champion site and the crafting there is handled with, you know, kids' gloves. Uh, just like an STO. STO hasn't even touched on the crafting system yet, on what we can expect. You know, it's just like, is there crafting in the game? Oh, yeah, you know, we plan to have, uh, crafting. In, uh, Champions, they, they just, they try to avoid it too. Like, oh, we have a crafting system in place. That's basically it. You know, it's kind of strange. Uh, you know, in Star Wars Galaxies, I don't remember how they rolled out their crafting system, but their crafting system is pretty intricate. EVE Online, crafting system is pretty intricate, and I don't know if we're going to see that here. I hope we do, because crafting is a component of two major things, the first being the economy, and the second one being items, and both are crucial. You know, surprisingly, I don't think anybody expected this, you know, ten years ago, but they are crucial for the lifespan of an MORPG. If there's no economy and no unique items, no player-driven unique items, then that's it. That's game, set, match. You're done. You know, uh, besides the normal uh, dead-on-arrival uh, bugs and, uh, you know, just... You know, it's, there are so many ways to die in this game. Uh, game world, you know, an MMORPG world. There's so many ways to die, but the three things for sure that will uh, give you the death sentence are, you know, major bugs uh, on release or, you know, lack of gameplay because of bugs or what have you on release or lack of economy and lack of crafting. Um, so that's basically the Game Informer. I know some of you requested some 
uh, scans of the magazine. I know I promised I would try to get them up, but my scanner went kaput today. Uh, imagine that, you know, the timing of that. How how stupid, but I'm going to look into it and try to get you guys, uh, so you know, you know, kind of what I'm talking about. You know, I'm, I'm not trying, I'm not guaranteeing they're going to be the best pictures, but it's something, right? Um, so with that, let's, uh, let's go ahead and go into the closing topic, uh, some fleet stuff, some babble, you know, not like this whole thing isn't babble, um, because technically I'm sitting here talking to myself as the TV is going on in the background, but, you know, hey, uh, you know, <laughs> why not? Okay, so, for fleet news, there really is none. You know, the only fleet news that we talked about today was the whole, I talked about the USS, uh, prefix for your ship, so... You know, I, I figured that Voyager and Defiant didn't have the USS prefix. And for those of you who don't know who I'm talking about, I, I basically said, listen, you guys don't have to put USS in front of your ship. Uh, because I didn't want to. Uh, because I come from uh, the mindset that USS means United States ship. And the only reason, you know, the Enterprise was called the USS Enterprise is because it's based off the name of the World War II aircraft carrier. And... You know, I mentioned the fact that I always found it odd that uh, in the first season of TNG, you know, when that um, they encounter their sister ship that quickly dies, just explodes, which is unfortunate because it was really cool seeing another galaxy class at that time. But it was the Yamato, and it was called the USS Yamato, which baffled me. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. United States ships on the name of uh, the Japanese battleship during, you know, World War Two. But Coco made a couple good points um, in that, listen, this is what it really means, you know, according to canon whatnot. It, you know, it didn't really make sense to me. Uh, why they would abbreviate it that way. It looked like uh, Star Trek Universe, once again, was trying to do a cop-out on something that they kind of fibbed on, you know, like, uh, it goes back to the whole, this is why I don't get people on the forums who say that the cryptic STO game world better be based on canon, it better be exactly in tune, or why they hate J.J. Abrams for making Star Trek, uh, the reboot movie, not completely canon, that, you know, oh my god, you know, the Enterprise was built on Earth? No, that can't be. It was built in Utopia Uh Wrong. Fail. You know, no. I don't buy it. You know why? Because out of all the things that are canon in Star Trek, the one who infringes most on the canon, the one who ruins it most is, my friends, Star Trek. They're the main... Uh, they're guilty as charged, honestly. I mean, I've never seen anybody screw with Star Trek more than Star Trek, honestly. So, um, going back to the point, the whole prefix the USSS, uh, still, you guys, uh, do whatever you want. I'm not sure if the game is gonna put that on you automatically. Uh, if it does, you know, hey, whatever. But if it doesn't, uh, feel free. You know, I don't use the USSS. Did I add an extra S? I'm not sure now. But, you know, my ship name is Hector. Uh, we have other people's ship names with the prefix. Uh, it's entirely up to you guys, you know. Uh, it's a whatever, and you'll hear me say that a lot about a lot of things. Um, other than that, there isn't much news. Uh, I do want to quickly talk about one thing, and that's uh, I don't know. 
Uh, I know a lot of you spend some a lot of time on the STL forums with me, and I just want to point out it's been kind of irking me. Not many things irk me in life. This is starting to, you know, it's like at 2.5% irk. But if you guys notice the um, the forum uh, person named Andrew Prophet, he's a funny guy. Every single day, he puts out a thread that you know isn't quite isn't derogatory it isn't bad it isn't ugly it's just it's it's always either about a realism two permadeath or three permadeath you know that's all he ever talks about and it's funny because i looked at his thread history this guy he he puts out a thread post and at most he replies once in each thread right but every single day he gets like 54 replies and it's funny because I know he's sitting there looking at these people he's like ooh I got them in my web because it's funny you read through these threads and these people just take his argument and just argue amongst themselves he is a total anarchist and I think it's completely hilarious how people just perpetuate this madness you know it's just I, I sit there and sometimes I'll post on the his threads right I'll be like you know you people got hosed again I'll warn people I'll be like listen uh, this is exactly what he wants you know what do you guys he's not even paying attention to you who are you talking to and these people still keep on doing it and then I realize I've posted on his thread and he's won me so I mean this is completely I don't know you know what you should do you should find this guy Andrew Prophet, you should write him a message and tell him he is hot shit. He really is. It's funny how he's able to do this to people. And uh, I don't know whether it's a commentary on how smart he is or how dumb the forums are. But there you have it. That, that's my little... Uh, I wouldn't even call it a rant. It's just a commentary. So, um, other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed the second podcast of uh, the Nice Templar Fleet. Um, well, it's not really the second, like I said earlier. It's like 1A. I'll call it 1A, just because. Uh, this is the true first podcast. The other one, you know, let's just uh, let's just pretend it was uh, like the series Enterprise. It never happened. Or X-Men 3. It never happened. You know, not, not everyone heals as fast as you, Logan. You know, you know, I'm the juggernaut bitch. Yeah. It, didn't ever, it never happened. They never said those things. So, um, let's just pretend. And, um, hopefully... You guys enjoy this one as much as the first. This one's a little longer. I hope I didn't bore you. And uh, again, questions, concerns, comments, you know where to find me. Other than that, you guys take care. Alright? Laters.
never reaching 